Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com. Uh, John Clark cannot make it tonight, so I'm here to talk about uh, NXT right after the show here. Uh, definitely a, a, a noteworthy episode coming out of TakeOver uh, on Sunday night. Uh, of course, all the, all the buzz about NXT with the reported changes and uh, you know the the the, re, the revamp being the, the the word of the day here. The concern that this revamp would be starting, uh, if not tonight, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe as it turned out that those changes will be more slow going than we than we had thought because this show very much uh, you know more more the same for NXT. I think that was a very good thing because for me. I like NXT just the way it is, so I, I don't think they really need to change it. So I'm happy that I'm I'm happy to say that that NXT felt uh, the the same way that that we've known and loved it for quite a while now. So uh, of course I'll, I'll share my thoughts on the show. But before I do, just remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at Wrestling, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, or podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll I'll start backwards here. We had a very uh, Exciting main event here, you know, gang wars, if you will, uh, with Legato del Fantasma taking on Hit Row, uh, two, two of the top stables here that we've seen uh, in, in NXT in recent memory. Um, this is something that's kind of been in the works for a while, and this is kind of, I mean, I, I would say a match that you'd expect to see on, on a takeover, and John and I were talking about it last week, but, you know, you put it on... Uh, yeah, it's the main event here, and and in some ways that's even more meaningful. Where you you kind of give it that main event spot, so that's pretty pretty darn cool. And they went with a fun kind of twist, uh, cliffhanger ending where Electra Lopez, someone that I'm not very familiar with, not very familiar with off the top of my head, uh, she came out to kind of counter uh, BFAB, you know, the the hit rose kind of. Um, you know, the soul, soul lady representative, I guess, for lack of a better word. I don't know what better way to say that. Uh, but but as Nesker is saying, she's glad the numbers are even now. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of um, maybe maybe overdue in the way that, you know, Hit Row had BFAB and, and Legato didn't have that. So the fact that, you know, BFAB kind of, kind of interfere and, you know, uh, Legato didn't really have somebody to counter that in that same way, so uh, Legato kind of needed uh, someone in the, in the, in the on the woman side of things uh, to, to, to step up like that. So having Electra Lopez debut here and uh, take out uh, BFAB and make, make her presence known, and she, she directly cost Swerve Scott the match. She helped uh, Santos Escobar win. So for me, I definitely thought that. Uh, this would be a spot where you'd see Hit Row win and kind of establish them as the, the new group to uh, be reckoned with in NXT. And instead, it was a nice way to kind of remind everyone, hey, uh, you know, don't forget about Legato here. Legato definitely, uh, you know, a noteworthy group as well. They, they've been successful in the past. And, you know, I guess I, maybe I was too quick to write them off with the rise of Hit Row with the fact that uh, they, they remain very, very popular, maybe even increasingly so. Um, yeah, and it seems like you got you, you all in the comments are enjoying this as well. Seeing Chambers saying Hit Row and uh, Legato del Fantasma shaping up, shape up to be a rivalry, and maybe rather than just a, a storyline, this is turning into a real feud. And I, I like that difference there because, yeah, they've been kind of uh, it's been a storyline for a couple weeks now, but maybe now you, you add in Electro Lopez and and you know it's breathing more, more life into it, breathing a little more heat into it. Uh, and I think this, that's a good thing. I, I think that. Um, you know, this is a good way to kind of keep it going. You, you add another layer to it. You keep it, keep it fresh. Keep it, uh, keep 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 you leaving wanting more. Keep you guessing. I mean, these these are kind of um, important ingredients for for the recipe to success here. So, um, 
I, I like this a lot. Again, I, I thought it was a good way to kind of have Legato stand tall. Hit row, you know, definitely had had an excuse here. They know who they had no idea that somebody like uh, Electro would get involved there. So they they have every reason to to ask for a rematch, to, to demand a rematch, and and maybe uh, some added uh, incentive for maybe maybe we could see like some mixed tag team matches with B Fab and Electro if I was getting involved. Um, so I like this a lot. I thought this was fun. Um, Again, to have this this stable warfare in the main event, I do the Ring of Honor show. That that show right now is it remains all about uh, stable warfare. So for me to kind of have that play out here uh, on NXT is a lot of fun. So I liked it a lot, and I will admit, at least in this storyline, I'm Team Legato. I just I really I've been a big fan of Santos Escobar's work here, uh, and. Not to d- discount Hit Row or Isaiah Swerve Scott, I just I, I really think he's got so much potential. Um, Escort that is, and uh, so I, I was very happy to see him get him get get the win in this, in this main event spot here. So we're seeing Legato pick up a, a nice win uh, in the main event, and now they're being reestablished as uh, you know a dominant force. We saw perhaps a you know a new new slash kind of uh, reignited group i guess you know because back it was it was last year we saw the kings of nxt kind of run roughshod uh on the brand for a couple months and they kind of dissipated i guess uh pat mcafee went elsewhere and uh you know ridge ridge holland got hurt so now that group is back in full force uh, we saw ridge holland return recently he aligned with pete dunn and he got only work in there as well well tonight danny birch former titan champion returned and, and after Ridge Holland defeated Tommaso Ciampa, former NXT champion, so that's a big one for him. Uh, the I, I guess we could, we should call him the Kings of NXT. Uh, stood tall, you know. I, they they beat down Ciampa and Thatcher, uh, Tim, Timothy Thatcher. That is after how uh, I'm sorry, Holland beat Thatcher. That's right. I might add that we uh, mix them up there. They, I, Toothless Timmy and, and Ch- uh, Ciampa, they just I I, I, I mix them up because they're to me they say they have a lot in common. So Holland beat Timothy Thatcher, and and this post match beatdown, uh, Thatcher got. Uh, seemingly injured so he's kind of getting written off here because he said that they said he'll be out indefinitely uh so it would seem that Tommaso Ciampa needs a buddy and we saw this kind of pile later in the night where uh once Samoa Joe the new NXT champion came out he was faced with several new contenders here uh and to kind of uh, as a segue uh Noel Orlando Verlone saying that he'd like to see Samoa Joe versus Santos Escobar I think that's an option I and mean, I'd like to see that that's one thing they didn't really tease tonight but uh, I think down the road, that could definitely be a great option as well. Um, but, you know, Rich Holland definitely has been looking impressive here. Now that he's back with the, the Kings of NXT, I think that it's pretty clear that they value him, WWE or NXT, or whichever you want to say, you know, they value him, uh, you know, kind of in a big way where uh, when, they, when he first got kind of brought in the spotlight, he, it seemed like they, were, they had big things planned. It, before he got hurt, it seemed like he was going to be feuding with Adam Cole. Then he got hurt, so that kind of got derailed there. Um so that now that he's back, you know, this is definitely a, a second chance in that way. Stephen Chambers saying that Ridge is a beast. He's like England's version of Brock Lesnar. I don't know if we go that far. I think he's got a good look. He's got a good presence. Um, you know, so to me, Brock, Brock, Brock is one of the best, like, beasts of all time. Like, that, that's, that's definitely high praise. Uh, and not to say that Ridge can't grow and get even better, but... I don't know if I go that far yet. Maybe that's uh, we'll have to wait and see just how just how good he is. We still haven't really seen all that much of him, um, you know, especially in in, the, in this kind of featured uh, in this in this featured spot. So after Joe was uh, he was confronted by uh, L.A. Knight, by Pete Dunne, by uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Holland got involved as well, and then of course the um, 
the Kings and Chiefs uh, were brawling again. Ciampa and Joe wound up kind of standing tall there. So it feels like somehow we're going to get a tag team match here uh, 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 and, and some permutation. They didn't announce anything for, ne for next week yet uh, in, in terms of uh, Joe and, and anybody here tagging up. But it feels like that's, that'd be one direction where you, you could go here. Joe and Ciampa teaming up, that'd be, that seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Two, two legit badasses uh, putting on a very, very physical match there. Uh, I, I briefly, I tweeted about it in the moment when, when Dunn came out and responded to Joe. Uh, it felt like, okay, that's where they're going. And I think this is the best option. Samoa Joe needs kind of a, a legitimate contender right away. Uh, Pete Dunn feels like the best option in that sense. But then you got LA Knight coming out. Granted, after his loss to take over, he's coming off a loss like that. You're not the best look for him, but I think that just that clash of personalities alone, Joe versus Knight could be a lot of fun. Then you got Kyle O'Reilly coming out, and that's one thing that, you know, O'Reilly, kind of on the flip side of Knight, he beat Adam Cole a takeover. He's definitely, uh, you know, risen up the ranks here on, on NXT, so uh, maybe maybe more than anybody, I think he might be uh, the most deserving of a title shot here. So maybe he'll be first in the line for Samoa Joe. I think that'd be a great match as well. So definitely a bunch of good options here, and just to have them kind of uh, directly teased like this was good, and uh, you know to have uh, Pete Dunn and the Kings NXT, I guess, um, emerging. Maybe it's kind of this like collective force for uh, for NXT, or I should say, a force against Samoa Joe. Definitely something to look, to look out for here. Steam Chambers saying that uh, Joe's next opponent should be or could be a Dunn or or uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and I think I would agree. I think uh, either one would be great matches. I'd like to see it. Um, I think either way, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Nestor Gross actually doesn't want to see LA Knight get a title shot. Maybe if they kind of build him back up a little bit, you might, I'm not to speak for you, but maybe, maybe you feel differently uh, if they build him back up like that. But for me, as I said a minute ago, I feel I feel like, uh, for, at least from, from the booking standpoint, it's like, okay, Knight just lost his title on Sunday. You know, he, he doesn't really have a leg to stand on in that sense. Uh, Dietrich Gassiase, and they, they kind of uh, repeat history here. The one something similar happened with Karrion Cross back in June. Uh, he faced, I think it was Dunn, O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and Gargano. Possibly, I think it was Gargano uh, at, in your house. So they could do something here where, just like that, where Joe could face all of them. And may, maybe they could do that. You know, maybe the next takeover in the fall. If they do that right now, that would be a little uh, repetitive, repetitive because we did just see that. So I don't know. I, I think that's that they, they have options, and that's that's a very very good thing. Even with reportedly Adam Cole uh, supposedly leaving, um, you know, the, it's it's good to see that the the top of the NXT uh, brand here is still in good health in that sense, and that they've got these options. They've got depth uh, with the champion and some challenges here, and that's always that's always what I want to see. That's always what I'm looking for. Uh, and again, Nesker is saying she'd like to see any of Dunn. Uh, Ciampa definitely being a good option as well uh, to face uh, Samoa Joe there. I think Ciampa would be a good option. And that was kind of something they, they teased a little less directly where you had Joe and uh, uh, Joe, Joe and Ciampa standing tall. I think that's something that maybe a little less uh, directly they, they seem to kind of plant the seeds for tonight. So all together here. It feels like they've got a bunch of options, and all of them feel pretty darn good. So I'm curious to see uh, where they go first. It feels like uh, Pete Dunne might be the first in line, but or or it might be O'Reilly, given that he did uh, win his big match at Takeover. So I'm very much looking forward to see what happens. And then in an interview, Joe even mentioned guys like Walter, Ilya Dragunov. I mean, again, 
any number of options. All of them seem to be pretty good ones, and I'm looking forward to see what happens with that. Now, while we're talking about champions and, and potential challengers, Kel, Raquel Gonzalez had, had a brief message for uh, Kaylee Ray, who showed up the, at, uh, after her takeover match. Kaylee Ray picked up a, big, a pretty you know, dominant one tonight, and uh, Raquel said, hey, you, know, you can get in line. And Frankie Monet, the film boy known as Ty Valkyrie, uh, took exception to that. She she basically said, "I'm not going to wait in line. I'm going to take what I want, and you know that that includes your title." And I I said months ago, like I, I want to see Frankie get a title shot, and I'm not again. I I never mean to uh, to contradict myself, but I I I mean back then I was like, oh, I kind of want to see them kind of uh, fast track this and give Frankie a title shot right away. But instead, she's kind of taken a back seat. She's picked up a couple wins here and there. Then she kind of took on like a, a manager-like role for for the Robert Stone brand. So um, it feels like that now may not be the best time in that sense. Where you can you can still rely on her her name value, her star power. But in terms, again, if it's uh, it's all about the booking in that sense, um, you know, she hasn't been exactly presented the best uh, in. As a as a challenger for a dominant champion like Raquel Gonzalez, and this, you know maybe they'll blow it up for a couple of weeks, and and I'll feel differently about that. Stephen Chambers pitching maybe a triple threat with Raquel, Kaylee Ray, and Frankie Monet. I mean that's an option as well. If you, again you're thinking about these uh, these multi, not in this case multi woman matches, um, you know they, again they have options here. Maybe a little less less depth atop the the, the women's vision here. Uh, you know, where we just saw Dakota Kai lose. And other than Kaylee Ray and Frankie Monet, it doesn't feel like they have somebody else really ready to step up uh, to the plate right now. Whereas we're just talking about the men's division, it feels like, you know, they have maybe an abundance of options. So, um, you know, definitely, uh, I think either one of these, just just like Smell Joe here, I, uh, for Raquel, either one of Kaylee Ray or Frankie Monet, maybe in a similar way, at least for, you know, NXT Prime fans, where you're like for someone like me, not terribly familiar with Kaylee Ray beyond knowing she had this great reign in NXT UK. So uh, you know, maybe maybe building her up for a couple of weeks there, uh, and uh, kind of on the flip side, Nashgur is saying that Frankie's history makes her uh, deserving, whereas her booking maybe not so much. But yeah, uh, I, I think I would agree with that. So. It feels like both uh, both champions here on XT uh, atop the card here, Smeljo and Raquel Gonzalez, definitely have their hands full with some uh, some exciting challengers, some some you know noteworthy challengers, and some maybe some quali also like qualified challengers. So again, I'm looking forward to see what happens with uh, both titles in this sense, and uh, you know, uh, and seeing what direction that they decide to go in. Now, when we talk about the end of the show, let's go back to the beginning here. Uh, we saw uh, the the million million dollar celebration with uh, Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase, and basically they're they're just kind of having a good time. They they were uh, you know celebrating Grimes' win over LA Knight at Takeover, the fact that uh, Cameron Grimes won the million dollar title, and um, you know basically they're just kind of uh, wrapping this wrap, wrapping this all up, and you know. Grimes was saying that uh, DiBiase drove him crazy. DiBiase said he was just testing Grimes. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, well, what's next for Cameron Grimes? Well, he's going to the moon. And they left it at that for a moment. And then later in the show, DiBiase was leaving. And uh, he uh, Grimes wanted to give the title back to DiBiase, saying, oh, like, you know, this doesn't feel right. It's yours. And uh, at first, DiBiase went along with it, but then uh, he gave the title back to Grimes, and at that point, it was revealed that it was a replica title, so DiBiase drove off into the night with the real Nailandar title, and DJ Cassier saying DiBiase is a thief, he's never changed, he's back to his old ways, 
Um, I mean, yeah, I think this was fun. This is a nice way to really wrap it up um, kind of conclusively here. It feels pretty rare where you'll have a storyline get wrapped up this uh, decisively. So I think that was, that was kind of a nice thing to see, just uh, this like arc in a way. And I guess my any negative reaction or, or feeling I have about it is just kind of disappointment where it's like, oh, you know, I, I've enjoyed the storyline and I think it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and this did, this did feel like a, an ending uh, where, you know, DiBiase literally wrote off into the night and it feels like, as Michael Kent's saying, this might be the, the last time we see Ted on NXT for now, uh, at least for, for the near for the near future. Um, and, and if that's the case, you know, I think he's done a lot. He's, he's, he did great work with Grimes here. He really helped uh, as an, an important role in the storyline. So, you know, can't, I, nothing to really complain about there. I mean, uh, they, they brought him in. They, they had the swerve of, you know, him kind of aligning with Knight and then uh, aligning, to be, uh, aligning with Grimes, I should say. And uh, having the Million Dollar title come back, and now uh, Michael Michael Coveney predicting that uh, I guess they could be reti retiring it again. You know, whereas it, it kind of uh, it served its purpose, it, it helped elevate Grimes, and for at least temporarily helped elevate LA Knight. And now, um, you know, kind of to, to time to bid it adieu. And if that's again, if that's the case, I, I thought, and I, I'm trying to be positive, I guess, and in, in a way, it's uh, disappointing that like they they invested so much in it. Um, for these for these past couple months, and now they're kind of just, you know, putting it to bed, I guess. And, and there's something where it's like I, I talked about it on the on the Takeover Pro show, and John and I have been talking about it as well. It's like, okay, if you're gonna bring it back, why not try and like keep it going, like find other contenders for it? You know, they could kind of treat it the way that the Impact treated the TNI title, like have it be this unofficial title that's like not really sanctioned, but still like defended and still like. You know, it's still a title. You know, I, I think there, there's there's some possibilities there, um, but unfortunately, or or you know, I just I'll say you know, it feels like, unfortunately or unfortunately, uh, it feels like they are kind of um, putting it to bed and, and moving on here. So uh, again, this did feel like an ending, unlike kind of the the title, uh, the the actual title pictures here with uh, Smojo and Michael Gonzalez. We didn't really get to see uh, necessarily what what could be next for. Um, uh, what, what can we next for uh, Cameron Grimes? And that's fine. You don't need to set up set up like everything on on the post show, uh, po post takeover show, I, I should say. Um, so you know, this is kind of just now that we know that, or now that it seems like the the million, million dollar title is gone, or or you know is no more in in this sense. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what what's next for for Cameron Grimes now that he's kind of uh, back to his non-Butler ways, and then now that he's kind of uh, defeated L LA Knight here. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see what happens here. And uh, Student Chamber is pitching that maybe someday, maybe in the, in the not too distant future, Grimes could be a good match for uh, Samoa Joe for the NXT title, or maybe you know, a more uh, realistic or short-term goal, maybe Grimes facing Isaiah Swerve Scott for the North American title. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe he'll... Uh, respond to lo not losing but to saying goodbye to the million dollar title by saying that he wants the the north american title i i, I like that idea uh, a guy that talented i'm sure they'll find plenty of uh, good uses for him so definitely definitely look forward to see what happens with that as well uh and uh uh, definitely uh, something that uh, something else I definitely see tonight, and DHSCA is uh, voicing his uh, his disappointment that John is not here to receive his team uh, team index wedding invitation. Yes, uh, this is something that we could probably have predicted last week. Well, uh, what I think it was last week when we saw uh, Andy Hartwell propose to to Dexter Loomis 
uh, you, if, if you've been listening to the show for, I'll say this more than just tonight, I'll say, you, you know that I, I'm a big fan of Index. I have been from a start. It's been a lot of fun. It's been this kind of soap opera, like romance. And finally, Index is together. And not only together, they, they got engaged last week. And uh, I said it last week, I felt like they're kind of fast-tracking it with the, with the proposal. Well, they're fast-tracking it so much that these two are getting married next month. I think it was the uh, September might be the 12th or so edition of NXT. So it's, it's one of the episodes of NXT next month. They're going to get married. Uh, you could, uh, DJ uh, kept reminding me that it's December 14th. Thank you very much. It's September 14th uh, for the wedding there. And so that is only, I'm looking at my calendar now, three weeks from now. So the uh, sorry, next week, that'll be one, two, three episodes of NXT. So definitely something to, to for me, at least circle on my calendar and look forward to uh, it's a pro wrestling wedding, folks. You, you can fully expect shenanigans. Nesh Curse is saying I should get the index shirt. I really should. I, I'm, this has been one of my favorite things uh, on on NXT. Um, maybe even in WWE. It's just been that kind of organic, flowing storyline. This is like one of just what I, what I like in wrestling in general. Where you've got something that's kind of flowing and and it's you know taking twists and turns. And and now here we are. We're kind of getting that payoff now. So. Or at least hopefully, you know, there's every, there's every chance of things to go sideways for, for the wedding and, and it won't go through. Uh, and and uh, Stephen Chambers saying that uh, he left his head off seeing Gargano trying to get Regal to cancel the wedding. Uh, Gargano it cracks me up. He's, he's the perfect, like, uh, comedic heel here. Uh, he approached William Regal and he said, "Where you're, you know, you're practically a member of our family. Uh, what, when there's a William, there's a way. The guy is just hysterical. I, I like him a lot. I think that he he's in such a good job with the storyline to really um, elevate it. Even like I think the storyline would be great, and that or even just like, kind of on its own. Then he added a guy like Johnny Gargano, who's so very talented. Uh, that really, just kind of uh, lifts it up here, uh, even even more so. Where where he, it's pretty funny. Uh, you know where we saw the the one week there, uh, Indy and Dexter were were having dinner, and Johnny was the waiter. And it's just it's it's a it's a fun time. I I like it a lot. Uh, and unlike Herman Dakar here, he's saying he's th he thinks he's going to turn out like Lana Bruce and Bobby Lashley. Goodness, I hope not. Uh, that was definitely a, a low point of Raw during the uh, I guess that was the the pre pandemic era of of, of like 2019, 2020 or so. Um, I, I definitely hope that it doesn't go that way. I, I hope that. For me, I, I I hope we get the swerve that they actually do get married and they get the happy ending. How about that? How about the fact they don't have to always have, uh, you know, to play by some of the, the quote-unquote rules of having the weddings go go sideways and get ruined or whatever. Uh, or maybe Gargana could, could try to ruin it and, and they, they go through that anyway. I don't know. I, I hope to see... Um, the wedding actually happen on NXT here. Uh, go off, even if, if even if there are obstacles, I hope that, that they go through with it and uh, that it ends well. And th there's there's plenty of opportunities for, for shenanigans anyway. Uh, Seems interesting. You could have Johnny Gargano uh, disguise himself as a priest. I think that'd be pretty darn funny. Uh, I think there's a lot you could do with that. DJ Cassier also pointing out uh, congratulations to the Garganos for welcoming a, welcoming a baby into the world, uh, or at least they will be. The Candice LeRae is pregnant, so they'll be uh, welcoming a newborn, I guess, a, a couple months down the road. But yes, very much so. Congratulations to them in a non-wrestling sense uh, uh, behind the scenes here. Um, but for in terms of the on-the-screen on stuff, part of the show, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing how this wedding goes, so that'll be three weeks from tonight. Um, Curiously, kind of how it, how yeah, the build to it goes. You know, I, I hope they kind of do some stuff to kind of build up to it. 
ND could go dress shopping. Uh, I don't know. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine Dexter Loomis having a bachelor party? Granted, it'd be a, a PG bachelor party for NXT here, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, there's just a lot they could do with it. And the fact that we've seen them do some of these kind of creative and, and cinematic-like things, where, again, I mentioned that that diner scene, there's the one scene where Dexter went to the Gargano's house. I think there's a lot you could do. Nesh Chris, the cake tasting, I think that'd be great. They could play around with all these tropes you see in movies all the time. I think there's so much that they could, you could do here. And, of course, the, the big question is, uh, how is Dexter going to say, I do, at the wedding? It's a guy that doesn't talk. Uh, if, if they do go through with it, could this be Dexter's quote unquote first words. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, or, or did you point out that he, he, he could draw the words saying I do. Uh, and then it comes more about what they could do here. Ring shopping. They could do that. There's just so much. I mean, I'm very, I think there's just a lot of uh, potential here. And again, for me, uh, I've been rewarded for my, my, my patience and my optimism with the storyline here. Um, so I, I, I fully, I guess I, I should say, I, I expect to see some crazy stuff like this, the ring shopping, cake tasting, whatever it might be. Um, I think I think it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll disagree with Michael Kent saying they're going to reveal that Dexter cheated with someone. I really hope not. I'd be I'd be so disappointed if, if they just like, you know, went 180 and, and, and you know, went, just did something like that. He's pitching that, uh, Michael Kent's pitching that they could have Mandy Rose uh, seduce Dexter. I mean, it's wrestling, stuff like that happens. I, I just hope that they would, I don't know, do, do it different this time around. You know, have something, uh, be, I guess, quote, unquote, better than that. Uh, you know, where, again, what, what, why not just like, do, do it differently and, and have the wedding actually happen? You know, I think that, for me, that's what I'm going to root for. That's what I'm going to hope for. Uh, it is worth pointing out what John and I have talked about it, uh, in recent weeks. Now that NXT is taping in blocks again, uh, spoilers did come out for the set of tapings late last night. Thankfully, I didn't read them. They, they went up after I went to bed. So, you know, uh, that was out of my hands. So I, I have purposely avoided those. So I don't know what happens in those tapings. I'm not going to look at them. So I will be very pleasantly surprised to see how the next couple of weeks unfold. And it's worth pointing out that the September 14th episode of NXT, I believe, will be the next live episode. So, you know, that supposedly shouldn't be spoiled. Yeah, you know, spoiled. Wow, I made up a word. Um, that, that shouldn't be spoiled uh, with... with Spots, but the, you, you all know what I mean. Uh, we should be able to actually enjoy that in the moment rather than having the spoilers get out ahead of time. And to me, that's a very good thing. I think you know, spoilers are the just the nature of the beast at this point. I say that as a guy who whose job is to write these things and sometimes has to actually uh, read read the spoilers even if, if even if I don't want to as a fan. It's my job to do so sometimes. So, uh, but uh, from a fan's perspective, it seems like you all are agreeing that you know, spoilers aren't great. Uh, but unfortunately. They are, they are out there. This is kind of the way it is. Um, and so if, if you can, I, I encourage you to avoid them. But uh, if not, you know, we try to enjoy the show, um, even with spoilers, when they, when they do pop up, uh, regardless. So uh, uh, to, to, put, put, to put a wrap on that, so on that side of it, very much looking forward to Index and the wedding here and the, and the road to it. I think, there, again, there's a lot of potential uh, for some even more fun storytelling there. Uh, and I'm looking forward, looking forward to see what happens with it. So uh, another big development tonight was perhaps the biggest upset of the night. We had we had two upsets, and I'll talk, I'll talk about both. Uh, Carmelo Hayes won the breakout tournament. He defeated Odyssey Jones, and uh, to me, this was definitely unexpected. You know, to uh, where you know I I I said last week I tweeted about it right when the match started. I'm like my mom. I said my mind is on Odyssey Jones. 
look at look at the size of this guy. This is exactly what WWE is seemingly like uh, re reprioritizing. And, you know, a big guy. I've I've many people, myself included, have have compared him to Mark Henry. I think that's a, that's a fair comparison. He literally wears gear just like him. Um, so to me, uh, and not that's no knock on Kamala Hayes. I think he's had a great run. Uh, I'll be a brief one on, on on NXT so far. But it just felt like this was kind of a chance, or perhaps the, the most likely uh, avenue for, for NXT to kind of go back to that what 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 we've seen in those rumors of you know, you know, the big men getting pushed, and whereas the uh, clinical independent guys not so much. So seeing Carmelo Hayes win this match definitely was surprising in that sense. I thought it was a fun clash of you know power and speed, David versus Goliath kind of stuff here. Uh, and and Camelo won, and so as a, as a result of the victory, it is pretty darn uh, safe to say that he'll be sticking around, and he will get a title shot of his choosing. And he, he did not have um, an answer when asked about what 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 title he'll be challenging for. If I had to guess, I would I would expect him to face Swerve Scott. I think that'd be a very fun match. Um, let alone food, I think those two could do a lot of good work together. So. Uh, That'd be my prediction. Uh, seeing him challenge Samoa Joe right now, I think that'd be uh, ill-advised. I'll, I'll say, uh, maybe maybe he could find a tag team partner and go after MSK. Um, but I think Swerve Scott would be the most likely candidate. And I should say, uh, uh, Nessa Chris saying that she hopes that Asi Jones still gets signed. Uh, we 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 saw some people that have that lost like their their first round matches. They've stuck around. I think the like, and I, I think John and I talked about it. Like just because you lose. Uh, the breakout tournament, uh, the, and and just kind of to pair it with what DJ is saying here, saying I thought that Kamara was already signed. Yeah, most of these guys are already signed. They're, they're unless they get released, I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, most of these guys are, um, you know, they they were announced as either performance center recruits or otherwise signings, you know, in some other way. So just the the, the fact that they lost either the the like another match in the tournament or in in Odyssey Jones's case. Uh, I I would I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they're, I'm pretty sure they're, they're they're still signed. So uh, I would I would expect to see them stick around. Some of the guys that have lost are, are have been competing on 205 Live, uh, and and we someone that lost their their I think the the second round matchup, Duke Hudson, uh, got in a confrontation with Kyle O'Reilly, and they're going to have a match next week. So. Um, you know, I, I de it's definitely important to note that just because if you lose a breakout tournament match, uh, you're 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 probably going to be fine. You're, you're still most likely if they have uh, use for you, you're still going to be on the show uh, again. Duke cut Duke Hudson will be on the show next week uh, facing Kyle O'Reilly. I think Austin Jones. Uh, I, I I thought he'd win, so I think it's fair to say that we can expect expect to see him uh, sticking around and likely in, in a meaningful way. And, and if you look back to the last one, the guys like Bronson Reed. I'm not positive who won the first one off the top of my head, but Bronson Reed, Swerve Scott, uh, Joaquin Wild, uh, Cameron Grimes, a bunch of names. Uh, uh, I think Jake, Jake Alice, who unfortunately was released, but several noble names were, were in that tournament as well. And they, they enjoyed, and or as many of them are still enjoying, uh, success on NXT. So Asi Jones will be just fine. Cameron Grimes won the tournament. And I think, again, I think it'd be cool to see him face Swerve Scott. Um, but yes, the, I think the whole point of it all of, of this tournament is to showcase the new talent, as Neshkurus is saying. So, mission accomplished in that sense, where you've got um, you, you, you introduce these, uh, several new new faces to the roster, uh, well, I guess to the roster and to the fans, more importantly. Uh, and yeah, that that if that's, I would imagine that that is the objective, and and I, I would say that they succeeded in that sense. So. 
uh, as far as I can see, not all too much else. Oh, I should say that I was going to talk about the other upset. Uh, Zion Quinn debuted and he defeated Boa in a fairly quick match. Um, and Zion Quinn came out. I had no idea who it was. Uh, this turned out that he was uh, Daniel Vido. Not, not, sure if, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. A guy that's done some dark matches. A guy that did a bunch of um, NXT Live events prior to the pandemic. So, um, but this, uh, this was his first appearance at, uh, on TV as um, Zion Quinn. So uh, I would say, I guess my gut reaction to this was that uh, Tian Shaw with my my, my Ying and um, Zia Lee seems like it's at the very least kind of uh, hit a rough patch where Zia Lee uh, lost her woman's title match to Raquel Gonzalez. And I think she, or the very, she, I don't think she's, she's really has been utilized in NXT since then. Uh, and I don't want to speculate on it, but at least uh, food for thought, Stephen Chambers saying that while well, seeing Boa lose like this to to a, a newcomer, uh, like uh, a new uh, debutante, I should say, uh, like uh, Zion Quinn, would seem to suggest that Boa could be in the doghouse. I don't know about that. You know, do you see the stuff like this happen all the time? Guys will lose. I mean, to be to be fair, Megan kind of distracted him, so this definitely felt like more of a, of a storyline thing. Um, where uh, again, it might be some some dissension in the ranks of Tian Shaw, and he's suggesting we could see Zayli versus Boa. I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, WWE has tended to kind of uh, you know shy away from any any intergender wrestling in that sense. So, uh, not too sure if we can look forward to Zayli versus Boa in that sense. It is important to note, as Michael Michael, Michael Covington saying that uh, Zayali got hurt in that match against uh, Gonzalez. I do think that, uh, as far as I, I remember, uh, she has competed in a couple of dark matches recently. So I think she's, as far as I know, she's she's like she's good to go. She's cleared, uh, and you know we just haven't really seen her on NXT in that sense. Uh, Lori Rock wondering if I could see Boa getting called up here. I mean, after what we just saw tonight, I would say probably not anytime soon. Usually, when when you see people get called up, uh, they'll they'll have enjoyed. Uh, a pretty good run on NXT, uh, a successful run on NXT, and Boa hasn't really had that. I mean, he's, he's been featured alongside Tian Shaw here, but um, he he hasn't really like strung together too many wins. He hasn't really been uh, this like main featured player, uh, uh, unlike a, a Karrion Cross or Keith Lee or you know, any number of you know notable NXT names that have gotten called up. Not to say that couldn't change. I think if they if they wanted to, uh, he could enjoy some prominence there and they could build him up like that. But if you're asking me today, I, I don't think it would be called up anytime soon because he doesn't seem like he's being uh, positioned for that. So, um, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens with that. So that's one direction to keep an eye on. Another thing to keep a direction uh, to keep an eye on uh, is the the women's tag team division is being um, perhaps built up, or at least they're clearly putting some effort into it. Because uh, Casey Zero and Caden Carter picked up another big one here. They faced the duo of uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, and um, the the latter being a duo that they're definitely it's pretty clear that they're trying to establish uh, some new names on NXT, and that's just. That's just logical, right? You have uh, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, a bunch of other names. Uh, uh, Tony Storm, you didn't get a call up to the main roster. You've got both new names. How do you do that? Yeah, we saw like for in, in recent weeks, we've we've seen vignettes, we've seen them, them have some matches. So Casey, Casey, and Caden, who the commentary, commentary team called like the the TikTok tag team, thought that was a little silly, but nonetheless, 
Uh, they, they, they continue to impress me. I thought they've looked really good, uh, especially in recent weeks. I think they're just, they're really athletic and they work well together. So I definitely think they deserve to get a title shot soon. And uh, Stephen Chambers saying, if that happens, it'll be, it'll be a good match between this deal and the champions who are uh, at this point, uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. So definitely something to look forward to in that sense. And uh, maybe even uh, beyond that, did you see uh, uh, Stephen Chambers Actually, I was, I, two, two, two comments supporting the, uh, the idea they could be champions here. Dean Jacassier saying they're back on track and they could be or should be future tag team champions and uh, uh, perhaps even uh, a step beyond that. Stephen Chambers saying you could see them getting the titles and turning uh, Io Shirai heel by having her kind of uh, betray Zoe Stark. I could see that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe having it be a, a mid-match kind of thing where Zoe uh, could be attacked by EO and, and you know, have Casey and Caden win like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. We haven't seen a heel EO in a couple, several months now. I mean, she was briefly heel, uh, I think right around when she won the title, maybe a little before that. And that was over a year ago now. So I think that they could probably get away with her, turning her heel, if not now and in the near future. So I, I like that idea. I think that's definitely a possibility. So while we saw Casey and Caden win, uh, Gigi and JC lost, but they, they still got that exposure and the, the TV time. So that's a win in, in itself. Uh, meanwhile, uh, perhaps they got a moral win. They went backstage and Mandy Rose, uh, I, I can't say returned to NXT because she's still early on in her, her run in NXT, but she was absent for a couple of weeks. Now she's back. And they, they had hinted at, at this initially and they, they double down on it that she's uh, recruiting Gigi and JC uh, to kind of work with her. Basically, she said, "Oh, like you may have lost, but I, but I can show you how to be winners." So, uh, still curious to see how they go about that. Whether she'd be a manager or if this would be kind of a, a, a trio, I'm not really sure. But I think Mandy could kind of give them that legitimacy. I think Gigi and JC, especially Gigi, she's got that like fiery red hair. She definitely stands out in a very just you know literal sense like if you see her on tv it's like oh she's she's got that red hair kind of like um classic becky lynch in that sense where you know there's something about it and she's got a cool presence to her as well so i think pairing her with someone like mandy rose again even if it's in a in a manager sense i think could really work one is one is for her and you know not too too familiar with jc jane i think she's been doing good work as well so uh, i think both of them could could stand to benefit from working with mandy rose there uh and so again it was good to see uh, both teams getting this the spot here to kind of try and build up um, the the women's high division, and that's Chris saying the red hair stands out, and she knows because her daughter has it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. I, I you know, um, to me, especially think about it on television, like if you're someone that's kind of like channel surfing or uh, kind of half watching, it and, and you look up and you see someone like Gigi Dolan, and you're like, oh, look at look at that fiery red hair, and it, uh, it, your your eye kind of gets drawn to it. Uh, and also, yeah, it's important to note that as DJ Cassidy points out, Gigi, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly, definitely a notable name on the independent scene. So um, she brings that kind of, at least if you're familiar with, with that background, she brings that level of um, legitimacy or, or at least kind of name value, I, I, I should say. Um, so to me, and, and maybe I, I've, I've been more, um, I want to say receptive, but like, I don't know, more, um, 
enthusiastic about about her prominence on on NXT in recent weeks because I I'm familiar with her at least and, and that name that I'm like oh I know who that is whereas some other people I'm like okay I I'm a little more uh, slow to warm up to them because I I don't know who they are so uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens with Gigi and JC and I guess now we can say Mandy here so uh, good to see the tag division getting some much needed help here. Um, did you guys say pointing out that uh, we, we had the one pitch for EO turning on uh, Zoe? He says uh, we, we they could go back to that uh, very cringeworthy sushi uh, scene where uh, Zoe and EO were eating sushi, and Zoe could turn on EO for not paying for the bill. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, again, we're talking about Index and Johnny Gargano doing some fun, some funny stuff. They could kind of go with a little bit of a, a lighthearted heel turn there, where where Zoe could be upset about that, that sushi bill. Doesn't feel very likely, but with NXT, you never know. Uh, but that's that's just about you know most of the the big big things we saw at night. Danny Rich coming back, I mentioned earlier. Smell Joe having new challengers and all that stuff. And they announced several matches for next week as well. Um, but overall, I, th- I thought it was a very good show. Um, maybe a, a relief more than anything that that we didn't see this big sweeping change right away. That maybe. Uh, Maybe some of these changes will be more gradual, or we, we do know that the, the, the revamp will be happening uh, over the next couple of weeks. And again, I don't know how extensive that will be. I can just hope that uh, at the very least they'll, they'll hold on to the, the essence of NXT because I, I worry that if, if, they, if they change too much, we're not, we're not going to see uh, as much fun stuff like Index and this, this wedding and, and, and any number of other examples of things that I've enjoyed about NXT in recent months, weeks, years even. Um, so definitely still some concern about NXT going forward between these changes, between Adam Cole being a, a free agent this week, you know, supposedly leaving the company. Still a, a murky situation. We still don't quite really know about it uh, in terms of exactly what's, how that's going to go down. But uh, latest update would, would seem to suggest that he has not signed a new deal and that he will be leaving at the end of this week. So um, all these things may, maybe put a bit of a, a power over NXT this week, but Again, that sense of relief that uh, these changes weren't very, very drastic and had them, them putting on a good show uh, on top of that, uh, coming out takeover where you've got, um, you know, Samoa Joe and, and new challengers, where, where, where you've got Raquel Gonzalez and Frankie Monet, all these things. Um, good matches as well. I thought Holland and Thatcher was good. I thought the main event was a lot of fun. All, to, all in all, a good show combined with that uh, relief that those sweeping changes weren't too, too drastic for me. I would probably go for like a 7.6 or so. That's my that's my gut response. I'll stick with it. Uh, a good episode of NXT, um, and again for the 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 excitement about Index, all these things, stuff to look forward to, stuff to enjoy tonight. Uh, all in all, a winning recipe for me, and that's why I enjoyed it. As for you all, Nish Chris saying a seven, did you guys say with an 8.2? Uh, Kevin Day with a 10.1. I don't think I've ever seen anybody go above a 10 like that. So he definitely seems to have enjoyed it a lot. Michael Kent with a 7 as well. 7 seems like kind of the, the average here. Uh, maybe perhaps a slight, maybe I feel like for NXT, NXT that's slightly below average. I enjoy it a lot. I'm going to try with a 7 as well. 7 seems like the magical number of the night. Laura Rock one up, one up it with a 7.1. So it seems like most mo- we're mostly in agreement about uh, about it being average to above average here. So can't complain too, too much about that. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, John Clark and I will be back here next Tuesday to talk about uh, whatever happens next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Robert DeFries and I will be back here on Saturday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, the Dynamite Dudes of Rampage to talk about AEW this weekend. And they also do um, 
WCW written, and that's in a in an off season right now. They'll be back at some point in the near future. Uh, John and I are here on Mondays to talk to talk about Monday Night Raw, uh, and beyond that, uh, we constantly have a, a stream of interviews coming at you guys. Bill Burchard recently interviewed CM Punk. Got to check that out. Uh, that, that interview was more about heels, but uh, you know, of course, still it, it's CM Punk. So if you, if you're a fan of CM Punk, uh, as, as I would imagine many of us are. Gotta check that out, and so that interview, in term, and on top of all, all the podcasts, on top of all, all the interviews, are available on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube uh, podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, we, again, we, we it's Tuesday now. We, we made it through perhaps the most loaded weekend of wrestling that I can recall, and now we're, we're we are enjoying this return to to normalcy in the in the wrestling world, where you can have that crazy weekend. Now we're back into the the standard flow of things here. So that means that it's Tuesday night. We can look forward to to Dynamite on Wednesday, SmackDown on Friday, and and so on. So uh, with, with all this wrestling, that makes it very easy to, or. I would think makes it easy to, to do the one thing we do here at Bell Sloan, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.